0: 10. Welcome to the Wrestling Headlines WWE Raw Review. My name is Matt Mayer, a.k.a. Imp, and we are live here on Wrestling Headlines YouTube and later in podcast form. Links in the description or head over to WrestlingHeadlines.net for all your latest wrestling news. And again, right up into it in terms of going live with this because of football, the Euros, the semi-finals are currently happening. Like, yeah, I got up to start doing this about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be fun. That's going to be super fun. So, if there's any production issues, that's why rapid fire, <laughs> get everything up, <laughs> get it all done. But we are here to not talk about that. As impressed with my speed as I am, <laughs> that is not what we are here to talk about. We are here to have a moan about raw. I'm going to say moan. Past two weeks, positive, positive as hell. I enjoyed those shows, and I was like, you know, forgive. I don't normally, normally give numbers. Normally, I give a phrase to sum up the show. But it's like, you know what, three out of five. Six out of ten. Well done, WWE. Hit a show that I didn't think was exceptional, but I was able to watch it. I enjoyed it. I got through it. This week, not back in the trash, <laughs> but it definitely wasn't. We're down. We're down a grade. We're talking four, maybe two, four out of ten. It's not a great show. I'm going to have to move something because I keep bashing it with my bloody headphones. But yeah, with this war was mostly skippable, is the best way to put it. There was so many beats that we've already hit. Like, overall, I would say that the penultimate roar of the Thunderdome era, no incredible AEW goodbye, thank you for the times promo, we're finally getting back together, no no, kind of feel-good as we reminisce or anything, no emotional beats where... Because the vibe we got from WWE is, uh, is, I know we've done this big thing, but it's quite a nuisance, isn't it? We don't really want to be here. Uh, whilst I guess Yeah, yeah it's the vibe I've kind of got from it. But as Penultimate Raw, this show specifically, a show in which I wouldn't say I fatigued during because it didn't really go anywhere. <laughs> there wasn't any WWE roller coaster up and down bucking for me to kind of lose my focus in, because it never went anywhere in the first place. A nothing show delivering nothing new, <laughs> hitting beats we've already seen, like an estranged autopilot viewing, <laughs> as I put it on Twitter. That's my phrase for this week. This week's Raw was estranged autopilot. As as it, yeah, it just, it carried on through, and as you're watching it, this is just this strange feeling that you don't care. <laughs> like, I'm watching it, I'm taking it in, I'm writing notes, I'm critiquing it in some manner, in some cases, but I'm like, I, I don't know if I care. <laughs> I really don't know. So, yeah, that's how I sum up this week's Raw. And there were a few segments of which I would call out for like really like the bar form the past few weeks, which has been higher back down again, back down again. And a lot of it was just because so much was throw away back into repeat matches that didn't really feel like they meant anything or just. Really weird results and segments. The, the the damaging of characters is back again, which was gone the last few weeks because they were building pretty well. And I thought, oh, they've turned a corner. they go towards live fans again. They're starting to take stuff seriously. We're not going to be gliding anymore. Then this week happened. Uh, with the context, before I jump into anything, they are also recording next week as well. So the context that I've got here is the likelihood is... They wrote those two shows up. Once we know what they're like in terms of late to the day writing, imagine that world where you have suddenly got to do two recordings within <laughs> the short space of time. My God, I would hate working at that company. <laughs> Just despise it. Like, you know, we know how bad it is with one show. They're recording Raw for next week. Like um, next, if, it, um, if it, it's next Friday. So this Friday is the final SmackDown of the Thunderdome era. Next Monday is the is the final show. I don't know if we will see some kind of look back onto the Thunderdome era or anything on either of those shows. But that's how it stands. Next week's Raw is the final show of the Thunderdome era. And yeah, we're back into gliding. <laughs> that's what this week's was. Maybe the effort was put onto next week's show. I'm, I'm sceptical, but maybe that was the case. And with, the, with them doing two shows at once, it kind of makes a bit of sense suddenly in my head why at least one of the shows was glidy, not that much behind it or whatever. And they even, they built because of this, they were able to build up matches for next week's Raw compared to, well, they can't do any last minute sudden writing for next week's Raw because they would have already done it in advance. So we're going to get that recorded later in this week to air on Monday. And they were even hyping the first return for fans from Unleashed Raw because... I have no idea how well Raw is going to do in terms of drawing in live viewers. What helps is it's not full capacity. What helps is they like <laughs> there's there's going to be that feeling of this this being the first show, so maybe sometimes the quality is not going to matter that much on the week off. It will probably draw the allotted amount, whatever it is. So they don't need to sell out a full arena, and there will be probably enough people really wanted to go. But I I don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like, (laughs) especially with the, until the last two weeks, Raw was bottom tier for me, one out of, one to twos out of fives or ten, (laughs) it's just really not very good shows, Uh, with always strong main events, I hope that goes over to the fan era as well, sometimes you get passable main events as well on Raw, but in this, especially since WrestleMania, in this era, I've kind of associated it with, crap shows that are really difficult to get through and actively damaging but the main events are they're always they always bang <laughs> they're always great they're always really strong so I don't expect anything different I mean I'd like there to not be anything different once fans return that's a staple I do like is the main events are always great and I feel like but the, with the help of Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre the talent that got on there as well in terms of AJ Styles for me I'd say it was when the draft happened when they got rid of certain matches they could never run again like Kevin Owens, when they shipped over storylines, <laughs> suddenly like Bobby Lashley was able to rise. I feel like that's when Raw hit this awesome stride, and it's great to see Kofi join in lately as well. Like This is awesome stride of main events absolutely killing it. And it happens every week, even if the show is awful, the main event's fun. There's always been that saving grace. This week, though, the main event was fine. It, it was entertaining enough. It was yet another killer main event, but across the show there were... Weird things <laughs> happening. So back we are, right into what we were beforehand. Two weeks solid where I was looking forward suddenly <laughs> to, money, to money in the bank, to live fans, that they're putting effort into it. This week's show was anything but <laughs> just autopilot non- stuff, I guess. But the one that I picked out Charlotte Flair and Ray Ripley and uh, the injury bit. Ah, uh, so I see you. I saw what's So. I can see, with Charlotte Faire and Ray Ripley, I can see what they were going for, and it's not the most egregious thing or not the most egregious beats to be doing at this point in whatever their feud is. For me that's the worst part about this feud, is I don't know the personality slash identity of one of the main people in it. <laughs> I cannot tell you Ray Ripley's character. I'm not sure she has one. I don't... What is she? I don't know what she is. <laughs> Apart from Aussie champion who just likes to do a little bit of trawling. <laughs> that wasn't Aussie, was it? No. That was more like um, like Texas kind of era. let's go trawling. <laughs> like that. But yeah, I apologise now Texan. But with the with the kind of with a lack of distinguishing character that makes it quite difficult to then well what's the segment gonna be? How would how would this character react to this situation? That stuff suddenly becomes quite difficult to write because you're not you not got any basis really to do it off of. It's <laughs> it's kind of like a chalkboard character where you can just draw anything and they'll do it. That doesn't mean that it's gonna end up being done well, because well, what is their character? And that's what I feel like Ray uh, he kind of is with Pedro Charlotte. In this feud that's kind of struggled from the get-go and they're still doing it It's like, oh, it's a weird one and after the last pay-per-view it's whenever they do a pay-per-view finish where it's a screw finish where the purpose is to keep it going when it's that match number two i kind of watch it thinking well why would i care about this one like keeping it going if you're doing the wwe rule that means we've got one more so why on earth would i care about match number two unless you're on like, I think the one feud that really nailed it was John Cena, Kevin Owens, and that played off existing tropes to kind of really make it work. But, like, those, that second match was equally as good <laughs> as their first match. They did, a, they did a series of three, as was the case with John Cena. You do a series of three, and if you're new or not, or high momentum or not, John Cena always wins that third one. He always does. But uh, you're allowed to have absolute bangers in the first two. <laughs> and that's what Kevin Owens did. Um... But with Flair Ripley, I feel like this should end up running the bank because it's just not hit. You've got a new era to really jump into, carry over as little as possible <laughs> in terms of ongoing storylines that you're kind of stuck in. Like this one, hit that refresh button somehow. I mean, they've got the draft coming up. Maybe that'll be the big refresh. It'll just be an injection of energy at least. But, like, I mean, they did hit the beat they were going for. They, they did hit it. Like, two talented women cut from the same cloth. That doesn't mean they hit it well. <laughs> so uh, if you know what happened, Flair on a crutch after Ripley's post-match chop down from last week, and Rhea entered with her own crutch, exaggeratedly struggling for Rosie to be able to watch, uh, calling Charlotte out, telling her she sees right through her, uh, she sees right through the fake injury. And then we go into a crotch, Oh, sorry, crutch fight. <laughs> Those are very different. Those two are very different. <laughs> We're going to a crutch fight. Oh, my word. Some things you cannot, some word, uh, pronunciation mistakes, you can't even make on YouTube. <laughs> so they have a crutch fight, which I'm going to say very carefully from here on out. <laughs> like lightsabers, just swing them at each other. I was like, oh, that was... Yeah, but it was just what it led to earlier was the whole point of Ray Riffley being over the top with her crutch and openly mocking Charlotte for what she was standing there saying was an injury. And then she gets to the ring and says, ah, but this is actually me being a babyface and me telling you that I see right through your charade. Like, no, it's not. I'm not going to fall for this. I am too smart of a good guy. However, the whole tone in which it was delivered and written with as well, was a heel. <laughs> like Everything was like, this is what, this is a bad guy feeling and vibe, like the open mocking, just the way it was delivered and the words that she was given to say as well. It all just absolutely spelled off, well, you're the bad guy. And I'm watching this thinking, last week I was confused, confused as it was, <laughs> where Ripley was teaming with the good guys before she then did the chop block and uh, to the knee, and they were talking about how, oh, she's such a dastardly person, who would do such an attack and. Even though it was on flair, it was part of it was like Ripley, she herself is she was perfectly fine to go to that side of the wrestling world. However, on this one, it's the whole thing's put across as Ray Ripley being the smart baby face to get over it. But when I, before the commentators had spoken, when I'm just listening to Ray's words, I'm just watching her go down to the ring, do the over-the-top stuff, um, when I'm watching that, I'm just thinking, this screams heel. Everything about it was last week just reminding me that she isn't a goodie. She is a baddie. Even though these two are feuding, you're going to get one pairing up with the goodies, but ultimately she's a baddie. That's what I thought I was getting a second hint at, a second reminder. In reality, that isn't what was happening at all. The whole thing was meant to be she's the goodie, the babyface. And that's when it kind of circles back for me into the same issue of, well, what is her character? It feels like she changes every other week to being the good guy or the bad guy. I don't know... I don't know myself as the viewer which one it is. And all I know is she, they've at least they've kept Charlotte definitely the heel. That helps I guess, but she's she's up against an inconsistent character. Uh, if I was writing for her, they do not know what her character is. And it screams at when we watch the TV. Which is a shame. Absolute shame. <laughs> but what was the crutch fight? he says carefully. What was that? <laughs> what was it? Just it, it's the way they're built up as well. It was like Charlotte Flair and both of them at the same time kicking the crotches. I've done it again. Kicking the crotches away from each other. Uh, I mean, to be fair, crotch kicking is not, it's not, that's not, that's not a rare team wrestling, is it? That's pretty, it's pretty common. <laughs> it's pretty common. Uh, especially for two heels. But yeah, so they kick the crotches away and uh, it's like, ah, uh you've seen through my rules, but have you seen through this? Just <laughs> why we shut up with the crotches it's just, oh, what is this nonsense? And at the time when I was watching it, I was like, this is crap. What is this? <laughs> it's supposed to be building your huge feud at how far the Royal Women's Division has fallen during this Thunderdome era to just, like, the do like to a point of sometimes when I'm criti- criticising and analysing the characters, i kind of like, like, who cares? Like, does it matter? <laughs> at this point, because they don't care. They've not kept up with the consistency of anything. Why should I Find find it and care when there isn't anything there. Uh, but when I was watching it, I was like, this is awful. <laughs> what is this? I would say it was followed by something worse, just in terms of momentum cutting. Because this didn't, it didn't cut any momentum out from either of them. They're still in the exact same place as they were, which is my other criticism for this show. In terms of like the build to Money in the Bank, in terms of, oh, do I need to watch Raw again to get ready for the new fans so I know what's going on? My answer would be... You do not need to watch this show. <laughs> skip it, leave it, don't watch it. There is no need to do it. Absolutely no need whatsoever. And this is a fantastic example of that. They did a little bit, they did a little skip. Oh, aren't we funky? Oh, you'll see through my rules, aha. <laughs> Just, however, after the fact, after the segment has ended, nothing's progressed. No characters really altered or changed to anything. We're at the exact point we were before last week's tag team match. Like nothing has moved on. We already knew these because this is not the first time we've had these two paired together. Like this painting is not the first time. If it was, it's like, oh, this is an interesting note. We're seeing Charlotte Flair do her normal tricks and Ray Ripley is saying, saying no, that's not going to work with me. You can't do that usual stuff. I'm too smart for that. that, that's a, that yeah, it's, a, it's not a bad beat. It's not inherently a bad beat. And the idea of what they're going for in this segment isn't bad. However, in terms of, the overall feeling of this show being a bit meaningless and nothing really progressing, just con- just holding the note for just the entire show before moving on to the next chord next week. I don't know it's the one before the paid view. Have they done everything? <laughs> just concentrating on the live show to the fans now maybe. Uh, yeah it's it kind of just it held it like we already knew this stuff. nothing we weren't told anything new by this. like this stuff we already knew from last month. from the last pay per view, the one that happened. They've already hit these notes. So nothing new was added. Which, uh, I guess it it filled up two weeks, this angle. You do the chop block, then you do the flare fake injury, but Rhea calls it out. Uh, So the normal thing isn't going to work this time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but you've already, you know, character wise, you've already hit that in this feud, in this rivalry. (laughs) We already know those things as the viewer. You're not telling us anything new. Uh, You're not progressing any character really. What would help is if next week we do see a reaction from Charlotte in terms of evolving, or at least at Money in the Bank itself, some form of evolving and changing up because of what's happened here. Yeah, but uh, as a show, specifically this show, that's, I'm reviewing this show. I'm not reviewing Money in the Bank yet, or potential storylines and stuff uh, which aren't going to, ha- which aren't happening yet. <laughs> I don't I don't really do fan theories because often you can get carried away with them, and that's not. Nah, that's not. Like Drew Ginder. is a fantastic example of seeing a character return, the fans getting excited, and then when it actually happens, it's much more lower key than you would have hoped. But if you don't do the fan theory thing, you never get disappointed. Yeah. Don't either set the bar incredibly low, then you'll always be surprised by everything. <laughs> or try not set any bar at all and go in with, uh, with no expectations. As I said before, the best way to watch WWE is to not watch it. See, so don't get any bar set, don't get any expectations. You can walk into a show, relatively enjoy yourself, then disconnect for as long as possible before watching the next one. <laughs> that's that's how I'd watch Raw, <laughs> if possible. Uh, yeah, but there were multiple segments about this show. This is just one. I've put what the F was this because as I, that was my immediate reaction as whilst I was watching it. It's like, what is this? <laughs> I can see what you're going for, but come on. <laughs> what is this? And ending in the crutch fight which i'm so happy i said correctly because i'm moving on i don't want to be me saying a crotch fight that's <laughs> the final <laughs> kind of note uh accidentally saying it obviously because that one doesn't count cause i said it on purpose uh anyway one night roar july 5th 2021 an estranged autopilot viewing so ms tv kicked us off i'm going to go through the card now in order from here to the main event obviously skipping the one segment that we've done so Ms. TV it's the Money in the Bank special with all the raw guys that are in the match out to have a wee little chat who knows what they're going to do next week because <laughs> that's the go home angle normally <laughs> uh, all the lads out here for a good good time uh, Johnny he's dripping as he speaks to his aquaholics and imme- my immediate reaction was to sing Barbie Girl in my head <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sorry Miz I'm missing what he's saying because I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world ah yes the 90s the songs were very different we got that and a pizza hut, a pizza hut, Kentucky Fried Chicken and a Pizza Hut. They were hit songs in the 90s. It's a different decade. Uh, Leather Jacket Drew has more Scottish folk laws to tell. And finding those tangible links back to his wrestling match, it has got to the point where when Drew starts these stories, they feel so incredibly similar that I don't take them in anymore. Like the first time he did it, it's like, oh, this is an interesting little new character uh, kind of tweak. I quite like it. Um, I think when Seamus toned it down a bit, there was... When he became King of the Ring, my God, it felt like... It's like, okay, we've done this weird thing. It needs explaining. (laughs) So every week, Seamus just gave us the law of Ireland. (laughs) It's like, don't... Not that much. Just tone it down. And I felt like it hit a good kind of groove. And now we're into post-King of the Ring with Drew McIntyre, where it's just pure... (laughs) It's just... (laughs) finding for anything from the history of Scotland to find a link back to wrestling possibly. But because of the note that each one is trying to end on, it's the same beat they're trying to get to every single time. So now all the promos are the same. And we've it's only been like three or four weeks with this new tweak to his character, and I've I'm already zoning out when he talks because I'm not I know they're going to be essentially the same the story of scotland is going to be different every time from the person from the history how he relates it back to his wrestling but the main note that's trying to be played it's the same note so and and i'm not i'm not going oh here we go again and and actively tuning out i'm just i'm not remembering it i'm zoning out that's a better way of putting it i'm not going oh and then actively not paying attention i'm trying to pay attention (laughs) and i just zone out because they they all feel so similar He's got to that point. it has got to that point. His matches are still fantastic. Anyway, Ricochet gets given some god-awful stuff. <laughs> to say, square peg, round hole, continues to Ricochet. Uh, Riddle then scoots on down. Uh, up the ladder he goes, and whoa, I'm really high. And sometimes the best line is the most obvious. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos, they came down with their own words, but they're not in the match. What are they doing there? you got to set up RK okay, Bro. Omos pushing the ladder over as Riddle landed on his injured foot. Nice. In terms of building to RK Bro going for the titles, for me you keep building until SummerSlam and maybe you got this animosity building up and then Van Orton returns and they kind of have to focus on helping their friendship out a little bit, maybe with AJ was bubbling under the background. They've got to focus on the Viking Raiders, so you got RK Bro handling their stuff as AJ was handling theirs. you've built the tension a little bit, but then you can split off and then get together again for SummerSlam. yeah, 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 yeah. go for it. Just don't give us the match before SummerSlam because you go for... Likelihood is the title change is going to happen at SummerSlam. So for me, worst case scenario in terms of what I'd expect WWE to do is that they give us the match at the pay-per-view before SummerSlam. Whatever that is. Is it Money in the Bank, actually? Is there one? (laughs) I'm not not looked at the schedule. That's the point. I'm just so used to the three-week schedule. Maybe there isn't one. But they... In most cases, I doing the match before SummerSlam when there's the perfect amount of time. Actually, SummerSlam's way closer than I realised. Like, by the time Money in the Bank happens, that's mid-July. It's really not that long. <laughs> you can just hold it off to SummerSlam. It's fine. Uh, have them win the titles. And AJ and I have been built up a strong enough heels and they're interacting enough now to naturally swing it over. Go for it. You can go for it. If you can go for it, lad. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Uh, but, Omos pushed the ladder, and if it all landed on his injured foot, what he done kicked the steel steps with last week. AJ with a follow-up kick for the breakdown. The face is on top as we see Omos getting the best of the... Like, he got the best off for the first time, I think, on Monday Night Raw, I think. That's me stuttering trying to remember. Wait, is that a lie? <laughs> no, we've seen Omos getting the better off for the first time on Monday Night Raw. As Drew sends him back over the top to the outside as in, in a physical fight he's gotten the better of. Don't think we've seen it. We've maybe seen a quick thing, but see Drew power him out. So, oh, that's interesting. Setting up something there, possibly. Uh, Are we, I mean, I'd like it to. I'm watching Raw thinking, because it felt like the past couple of weeks that effort has started to be put back into the show. And just, there's that concentration focus has started to return now that live fans, it's happening, guys. (laughs) This this pandemic era is finally coming to a head. I can't wait to be rid of it. And I'm appreciative of the fact that he kept it continuing, but I also can't wait to leave. <laughs> so, thank you, but also goodbye. <laughs> can't wait. I do have a live fans to continue return. But yeah, Dream something Outside. Is that a note? I'd in, During Thunder era, I would have gone, absolutely not. <laughs> but in this more optimistic zone I'm currently in, uh, possibly, possibly. A, a wee segment with all the Money in the Bank competitors setting up our rematches and stuff for tonight. And uh, into the first one, we immediately went Ricochet versus John Morrison. Also advertised for next week. (laughs) Three in a row. Uh, Will I review Money in the Bank? Yes. Yes, I will, Ed. Yes, I will. I will be reviewing Money in the Bank. And uh, yeah, I've struggled with uh, everything but Raw because I've just suddenly life kicked off. Like I haven't done Twitch either. I was meant to be doing Twitch. But I think I, I, I streamed on Tuesday last week. I said, I'll be getting back to regular schedule. I'll stream again on, when, on Friday. And, like, the next day, Builder's called to say that I'll be coming over to finish off some work. And it'll take, like, the rest of the week. It's like, oh, cool. Just advertised that I'd be available when I'm not. <laughs> awesome. And this week is full of just, like, the after effect of that. So, uh, Yeah. Can't do NXT for a little while, <laughs> which kind of sucks. I wanted to get James Boyd back. I like James Boyd. He's I like talking to my to my friend James Boyd, but uh, yeah, not able to. Say stuck with Raw for now. No, oh, I've not even watched NXT. Seriously, I haven't watched it in a month. I've been I've I watched AW. That that's it's not even. I'll make time. I'll make way. I'm helping a friend with a job on Thursday, and I I didn't say. I'm not going to not watch AEW then. <laughs> I worded it i more as, oh, I'm busy. I'm busy earlier if you want to come later. <laughs> so I just got this thing. It's just AEW's return to live fans. I'm not missing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like Raw, obviously I'm watching because of this. When I was ill, didn't watch it. But yes, rematches, rematches galore, huzzah. Ah, I wouldn't be whinging if every feud wasn't rematches on rematches. Uh, this one in particular, Following up on a hot match from last week. What is there to moan about? Picking up where they left off with some great DLC building on the base game. Why would I moan <laughs> at all? Uh, it, it's just because it's Monday like Raw. And I immediately joked that this is a rematch of which, afterwards, they immediately announced there'd be another rematch next week. <laughs> it's just, oh, uh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. Not surprised they wrote both of these shows at the same time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3 and Lord, or Lord of the Rings it's not they're weird franchises to go through, through for that well, to fall. <laughs> Just leave it, it didn't work uh, Morrison power bombing Ricochet with force into the same barricade they crashed over previously Ah, oh, what a lovely little note, what a, what a lovely little bit DLC to the main story uh, the two putting on a great follow up with another crash landing finish uh, Jomo on the apron Richard crashing into him over the top as he turned inside out, crashing down to ringside. A rough looking landing for both. But Miz accidentally got in the way of Ricochet. Oh no, I can't get the wheelchair out of the way. I'm sorry. Oh, so I'm sorry about this. As uh, Ricochet was trying to crawl to the ring, Morrison made it back in for the count out win. And hey, last week, I said <laughs> to kind of bring it onto myself <laughs> last week. I said that my only minute piece of criticism from a great match would have been Ricochet making it back into the ring just in time for a win. So this week, can I moan <laughs> that the finish was a crash to the outside and one of them just made it back in time for the win? My answer is yes, because it's the guy who took the move <laughs> who then, uh, then got back in the ring first. And the only reason he did was because of Wacky wheelchair racing! <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, I. it's a note I don't hate ahead of the stuntman match in the Money in the Bank. Like, the, the note that Ricochet is as much as a danger to himself as he is to others. That's a great note to have going into the Money in the Bank. Adds danger to Ricochet, but you also know it, go in thinking, oh, but he could take himself out of the match with this. But... I doubt that's the note, as all of the focus on commentary was on Mrs. Wacky Wheelchair. <laughs> so cool, yeah, yeah. So the note for me wasn't ricoch that note for Ricochet as a character, which it would have been a nice note for Ricochet as a character. It felt more like oh, Miss You. <laughs> so that's what I expect. That's what I expect. Me to follow up next week is Ricochet doing that. Like, oh, Miz, oh, I'm going to get you. And then just he does something cheeky to him because you've got to get a 50-50 booking. My prediction, next week Ricochet wins via countout. <laughs> that is my prediction. Because no one's allowed to really win or really get momentum. Even if you're trying to build a new star. No, 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 no. No one gets those like those coveted wins unless you're the main event guys. No, no, no. Let's no, not be silly here. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to, I guess, continuing matches that... It really didn't feel like they mattered. Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Asuka and Naomi versus Eva Marie, Dewdrops, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax with Reginald. Uh, two weeks in a row, Eva and Piper have turned on each other. Two weeks in a row. They're back teaming together to unexpectedly turn on each other. <laughs> I'm clearly missing something. <laughs> I said this last week. It feels like between each episode of Raw, there's a beat missing or there's a scene, like, scene deleted. Like... Well, what is? How did this get to that? It's like they've got matching gear. <laughs> when did they organise that after falling out again last week? And uh was like Piper turned on her, and then she turned on Piper. And in both circumstances, there's there's been a scene, there's been something, and they're back teaming together. For it to repeat again, and it's for some reason, it's surprising when the turn happens again. <laughs> oh, and yeah, somehow they've been able to organise matching gear. In spite of this, like, I don't know what the relationship is. You keep turning on each other. Are you fr- Is it just a bit? Are you friends? <laughs> is it perfectly fine? Uh, I mean, for me, like I was watching it thinking, well, like, one of the main benefits of this is Piper wrestles like a veteran. Eva Marie wrestles like she's never done it before. <laughs> so putting the two together, uh, one kind of counters the other one and maybe one could learn from the other or something I don't know. Um... Yeah, maybe I don't know. I'm trying to find. Better po- I'm trying to find positives from this. <laughs> it's it's not something I'm gonna spend too much time on because it's just it's very silly. <laughs> but like, at least I want consistency in my silly, or at least like don't feel like I'm missing beats in my silly. Like it's followable. It's if it's silly and unfollowable, that's nonsense. <laughs> You're just giving me things that have no relation. <laughs> anyway, starting off cold (laughs) with Eva looking like a celebrity in a one-off wrestling match doing the best they can. (laughs) My positive is they are using that as part of her gimmick like molding with what is in front of them and I was really applauding that back in 2016 and I'm digging it now in that in that specific vein. The character feeds into this really well but that doesn't make it nice to watch. So when I say I loved it in 2016 she got fired before she wrestled. So you got those amazing segments of her finding different ways every single week to get out of the match and each one had to become more and more creative and it was like a great little month long run. But then she got suspended and then she got fired. So we got that awesome little build up with absolutely no you never got to the wrestle part. So like, it was great. <laughs> it fit her perfectly. But then she never had to do the wrestle. And with the and with the sexy lady gimmick, there's always been that problem that when the character gets to Vessel, like, the character doesn't seem to be formulated to fit the wrestling. And that's why it's really weird for me that the Carmella one got dropped. Because I thought they aced that and Carmella was then able to translate that into the wrestling part and gave a really strong match with Sasha Banks. I thought, yeah, they've done it. They've got this character she didn't win, but it all melded together really well. Yeah, I dropped it. <laughs> nah. nah even if Marie's coming back. We can do it with her, I guess. Uh, but yeah. Um... Yeah, it doesn't make it nice to watch and just the lockup up with Naomi begs questions and I'm not somebody that really notices these two things and, and also for the match, this is the first note, not a great sign. <laughs> uh, I I liked Piper tagging with Naya and Shayna you know, like who both recognised her ability, like, that there was respect built from them tagging together. Uh, really nice spot with Nikki Cross getting squished between uh, Viper and... I've got a name, Nijax, and <laughs> I just went for a second. But this match was mostly forgettable, hitting on all of the notes we've already seen just in one match instead of a few scattered throughout the show. Again, nothing progressed. It was just the same beats. I say nothing, there was one. Nikki Closer's character, she got an appreciative building block from me as her roll-ups started to be countered. Ooh, so, ooh, I like, uh, this I praise this when it happens in New Japan, when people started finding a way around Okada's moves as his like really long reign went on. I like it when wrestlers adapt to the wrestling that's been happening. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, almost like the wrestlers themselves learned from past experiences they were in themselves. Mm, <laughs> like people do. Ooh, the oven's hot, I won't be touching that again. It's, like, it's nice to see that, <laughs> it's nice to see it. Uh, so, thumbs up there. In an otherwise forgettable bit of Teddy wrestling, but Eva looked bad, like stuck out bad, and like I'm not normally someone who gets in on folk like that, uh, but it looked like she knew it too, and like like hey, I've like I've had moments like that, obviously not in a wrestling ring, but I've had that thing where you're meant to be performing, be it. Uh, for me, like, I guess like music or uh, in the very very sporting <laughs> environment, if something gets you nervily, nervy, or you're suddenly struggling to focus, I have been there. I have been in that zone where you just really struggled to focus and you just kind of shook, and the people around you like telling you to just get back, get get on it, you can do this. Why is it all? The one occasion when I was acing it over a weekend the of football, then in one match for some reason. I I was just I was the guy the my defender next to me was having to tell like why is it always you today He's like I don't know I'm off it I don't know what it is <laughs> I was apologising to team after the match telling he was telling me to drop it but I was like I don't know what's wrong with me I just I'm just off it today <laughs> I really can't concentrate I've been there, but when you are I guess on the professional stage I wasn't it was a field <laughs> when you're on the professional stage when. Something shakes you, and you can see that they suddenly like everything they're doing is full with kind of nerves, and, and that struggling to focus seems to be there. At one point, Shayna Baszler had to tell her to switch around because there was a spot coming up that Evia just seemed oblivious to. Maybe that struggling to, fo- I, I meant, no, actually, no, I won't jump to any assumptions of what she was internally going through, but she had to be told what was happening in the match and moved around, which is not a great sign, never mind her own stuff she was doing in the match, as in there was a lot going on there. Way too much for me to accurately pick on. All I could, all I related to was the, I've been in that zone where I just really struggled to focus and felt like it was too a lot of what was happening was too much and I just couldn't concentrate on it. Yeah, I've been there, but that it, but it did stand out and that that is a bit of a worry. As in, why? For example, I'm not a professional left back as I was in that tournament I'm not a professional left back it's fair to say Uh, I was having a good weekend but I'm not a professional left back but when you are amongst professionals that sticks out like a sore thumb and that's what I got in this match whatever was the reason like whatever whatever led to that (laughs) I spotted it (laughs) and I felt it and it felt like I've dedicated enough time now talking about it which I kind of didn't really want to but I felt like there's some justification where I'm, I'm not going to absolutely jump on her, but I can, yeah, mistakes were made. Noticed it seemed to knock her, seemed to make more mistakes or lose focus. Um, it evidently happened, but I can't, I can't obviously go any more into that because I'm not a wrestler. We don't know the stuff past that. <laughs> I can relate to the feeling. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, anyway, let's actually get through the rest of the show. So, as I said. Pretty forgettable night. Well, that's no, not forgettable. Just didn't add anything. There was no. If you ignore this show and go into next week, or even go into Money in the Bank, you've not missed anything. Same beats hit. Some of them in a slightly more different way in Charlotte versus Ripley, but the same beat we've already seen. Until like the end game, they're going for. We already know this about these characters. <laughs> Uh, even if they are inconsistent, you've hit this one. You've, you've hit this beat, specifically. Uh, Mustafa Ali vs. Mansoor. Let's praise the show. Let's praise. Let's be happy for this five-minute bit. <laughs> it was the, one of the things on the show I was genuinely happy with. Uh, finally, having fully moved on from his previous crap retribution gimmick into something I've genuinely been enjoying in these last few weeks, just for like the faux-mentor build with the promising Mansoor. And uh, this week's lesson, in the form of Ali... Feigning a rope-trapped ankle injury into a roll-up. Uh, the high road room will only get you so far. Graves' final note for the match. That's what Graves sounds like to me. He sounds like a mysterious wizard giving me wisdom. Give me your wisdom, Corey. Uh, an enjoyable five minutes or so. I need to wrap up the show. <laughs> I'm going into crazy. <laughs> an enjoyable five minutes or so. It was a tad quick to really care, though. Like, if anything... Another nice quick Lego block, a build I've generally enjoyed but the lack of time devoted each week tells me as a viewer that it's not really a story that matters. So I'm enjoying it though. I can say that. I can voice that. I can say you're not dedicating time to this. I get the feeling you don't view it as that big or important and it could be dropped at any moment. So I just wanted to let you know. I like it. I'm enjoying it. It seems to be going somewhere and I like the way the characters work with each other. When they do the vessel, <laughs> there we go. Moving on, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal, from a potential pay-per-view title match last year into a throwaway raw contest over nothing. <laughs> the Jinder has very much been hindered. A a usual McIntyre walloping, uh, 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 giving he, he always gives his all, even in the middle of the card. Drew McIntyre is giving his walloping affairs. Uh, the two reversing each other in their familiarity towards the end. Drew had seemingly won, countering with da- counting down sorry, to the claymore before Mahal's menacing men attacked for a DQ. Ha! Ah, yes, four matches in, and we've already had a count up, roll up, count out, roll up, and disqualification. That's there's only been four matches at this point in this chat. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh dear. You see why that line of uh, oh, what do you mean? Uh, like results are actually going to matter be that thing, and it's going to be more like genuine like finishes to get those over. It's like no, yeah, 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 this is my point right here. That in terms of wins and losses not particularly mattering or that lot, the story beat is put first, and the result is often eh, doesn't matter. Let's do this. But you've had the variety, you've had to count out, the, the voluntary disqualification. Think of the show of the as a whole. But like in the scenario, nah. Uh, the absolute bright point being Jinder stealing the big sword. <laughs> I can't, I can't ignore that point. I'm looking forward to next week where he comes out with the sword and does a sword entrance. Please, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Even if this is just like a distraction story for Jinder, uh, for uh, well, not for Jinder. This is this is his life uh, for Drew. So, uh, Jinder with a sword. I want to see that entrance, please. It will fit. I want to see the regality of it all. Please don't just don't. Please don't do a segment where he destroys the sword. Have the sword be mighty. Have Jinder respect the sword and really regale it as his own. <laughs> That's what I'd like to see. Uh, Mason T Bar versus Lucha House party. Let's jump down for royalty. <laughs> and wow, this show was going nowhere fast. Absolute nothing, featuring acts with no direction, momentum, or purpose. Uh, there was there was nothing wrong with it. Like as a wrestling match. But this had, like, second match on WWE main event written all over it. Uh, Graves called Lindsay's roll-up an upset, but I'm not exactly sure why. (laughs) I I, I, I guess, are they smaller than the big ones? Does that count? Maybe. I don't really know. (laughs) I don't really know. Anyway, it's an upset victory, guys. Hey. Hey, get ready for these guys to not be on the show next week, unless they need some time filling. (laughs) That tells you that these guys have got momentum. Uh, AJ Styles versus Riddle, a switch to actual momentum. The story being, Riddle facing a top talent with such a hampering injury, and add to said hampering, AJ did. A a great match between the two, and uh, Riddle fending off the wrestling veteran in spite of the pain. It was, it was building between them. Until sudden surprise Vikings. Oh we've not had a distraction roll up. Here we go. <laughs> Vikings put a distraction roll up win. AJ pissed after the last week. But uh, yeah that also gave Riddle a little bit of a win. Even though you know didn't. <laughs> yeah AJ gets to be pissed. Riddle gets to take a bit of from AJ. Fight through the pain. And then snatch the sneaky win. Uh, but. For me the most important thing is this gives Riddle a win over a tag team champion for after money in the bank. As in you can they're all this is something I really appreciate. They're already sowing the seeds for SummerSlam for this feud. For Arcane Pro versus AJ Normas, they're already building to it before Money in the Bank has happened. And this is something which I just did not see over the vast majority of the Super Thunderdome era. I nearly called it the Super Dome, damn it, Hogan. But yeah, I did the I've it's the time didn't really see. It was very blocky I guess whilst this is a lot more they know what's happening at SummerSlam so they're already they know where they're going so they're all this is what I mean by when you see reports of oh he knows where it's going he know where this is but there's no foreshadowing it's ha- this is what it, this is what it looks like <laughs> this is my prime example in terms of oh you're just going off on WWE because oh, uh, this is a nothing thing it's a nothing thing they, they, they do they do so the season just go to that this is what it looks like. <laughs> this is proof WWE can do it. And it's not just me going, like, Praise it just praising AEW or New Japan or whatever and just going after WWE because that's the cool thing to do. Um, I'm speaking to somebody else. I think all of that is bollocks. <laughs> it's just wrestling. I, I I like what I like. Anyway, but this for me is what I mean. This is WWE doing it. This is what it looks like. This is it. This is the foreshadowing. This This is it. <laughs> you don't have to find it hidden and go, oh look, they did this secret thing and then pulled on that later in hindsight writing. Like, uh, no, no, no. no, they're writing it right now before it's time. That's the foreshadowing. They're setting you up for the thing. You know, the before, <laughs> it's foreshadowing. This is it, this is what it looks like. Um, yeah, AKA praise, I'm giving it here. I'm giving the praise, <laughs> giving it now. Uh, Okay, bro, when I say it's the best thing, it's mostly because the characters and the story itself has attention and detail to it. And over the course of Thunderdome Mirror, that's been lacking. It's when The Fiend debuted and I called him the Humpty Dumpty Demon putting everything back together again, that's because like the whole like WWE was just so fragmented at that point, so The Fiend really stuck out as a character that remembered his own continuity and then also fixed continuity for other characters <laughs> it's like oh this is interesting but uh yeah obviously he succumbs to the very thing he became the very thing he hated <laughs> that's a that's a story they're not telling but i see it uh, yeah anyway let's move on let's move on i've got two more segments to talk about and clearly to the madness it's settled in uh, so after that we got Flair and Ripley attacking each other with crutch lightsabers. Happy as had crutch. Our Truth and Jackson Viker versus Elias and Cedric Alexander. This one got people talking. So Alexander took the beating in this match. He took the final pinfall. I guess because they want to keep Riker, Riker winning. Against Elias, but they can't just keep this hot feud going if they just pin Elias every single week. I mean, I've done it in feuds in the past, and I've criticised feuds in the past for doing it, so. So, yeah, I guess. Are we coming out of Thunderdome here? They're not doing that thing anymore, becoming a bit more creative. Anyway, 24 7 nonsense to kick off the match should tell you everything. Uh, SRS saw us sat with a great critique on Twitter it saying it's like, that title has been playing the same note for two straight years with no evolution. Either do something with it or just scrap it. And no evolution whatsoever. The exact note it started on is the same one being played today. It's not gone anywhere. No creativity or invention or places to take it. It's like, ah, oh, cool. And it's birthed into a world where the DDT Iron Man title exists. Where, AKA, yeah, some of them were over-the-top wacky uh, critique-receiving stuff. But the creativity was there. You're going to get hits and misses, but they're taking really creative gambles with it. <laughs> and, in, uh, and that was a title that, yes, that was birthed to an era after the Cruiserweight title, was it? In WWE? I can't remember what it's called. The hardcore title, that was it, where it could be exchanged at uh, uh, any time, any place, like 24 7 one. The DTI man took that to an extremely over the top creative. Where even titles changed, place, changed hands in dreamscapes. Like it, that creativity was there. With the 24 7 title, it's been that same no hit on the first episode and no evolution or creativity or gamble whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 24 <laughs> 7 nonsense. Does it really matter? Uh, the distraction of 24 7 stuff led into Elias walking out on Cedric as Viker demanded the opponent tag his rival in. A quick whip into a black hole slam uh, from Jackson. And uh, I highly doubt fans are going to get behind that man. Oh, Nelly. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, I, I, I... This was a nothing match. And then Cedric got pinned by Riker in easy in easy fashion. And, yeah, that was not received well. Especially as Cedric seemed to have so much behind him. And then the hurt business. And then they broke the hurt business up for no reason. And now he's got no direction and now he's the guy taking the pin so a f- other feud can continue whilst he falls down to obscurity. Ah, oh, that sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. Ah, uh, that really sucks. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, final thing of the night, and then I can take a drink, I can relax, I can go to sleep. As I said, physical week doing stuff. Ugh. <laughs> Wrestling is so far down my like list of stuff right now that that's what I mean by kind of an estranged autopilot feeling to the show. Uh, that's how I felt watching it. It's because it's like so far down my list of things that watching it, I'm kind of, I'm watching it because I'm doing this. I'm just a bit on autopilot. <laughs> just like, oh, I'm watching it and making notes, but I'm thinking about so many other things. <laughs> this is just, uh, that's maybe why I'm able to enjoy it, I guess. I'm not able to take it seriously because I don't have any energy. <laughs> don't have any energy. Anyway, Bobbly Lashes, and MVP versus The New Day. Fantastic main event. The streak continues. On Monday Night Raw, the main events, more often than not, have hit. Even when the rest of the show has been absolutely awful, the main event's been great. And I think I've pointed that out on these reviews when uh, when I've had the chance, just like when I haven't been too annoyed with the show. Like, no, like the main events, they have been really good, even if they were rematches, which was a bit disappointing. Even when they were hitting similar beats we've already seen, the matches themselves... Great. The main event's delivered, especially when it became the Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, I guess, Sheamus era. And now Kofi Kingston's been thrown in. It's like, yeah, this is... Uh, but it Strowman for a bit. Like, yeah, the main events, they have delivered, and this was no different. Going into Money in the Bank really hot, like, doing really well. And I applauded the lower-key week uh, that last week took in evolving the characters at play. Uh, this week, a perfectly fine reaction to that killer promo. Uh, perfectly built the champion without him being there, now standing by MVP's side to fight the man who said the nasty words. Uh, the match uh, run of the Hurt Business returned. As in Last year, I was saying that there's, there's a bit of a pattern building here with these MVP matches. I think this has been, it's not quite a year yet, but there was a, when the Hurt Business was starting, there was this kind of rhythm to the matches where... The other people in the match, mostly Bobby Lashley, so maybe this is like even pre-Hurt Business, Bobby Lashley would look like an absolute beast, and the MVP would come in, try to capitalise off it, it wouldn't go quite right. MVP was the beatable one. He's the guy that made the others look good, and uh, yeah, that returned right here. It's returned for at least this week, as Bobby dominated as a beast before MVP made them look good as the beatable. Hey, I like the format. I was a fan of it then and I'm a fan of it now. Perfect role for MVP. Perfect role for Bobby. It works really well. Painting us ready for the trouble in paradise out of nowhere attempt in the title match itself. All strong stuff. Uh, again, in the Thunderdome era, the main events have more or less delivered. This one, no different as we built nicely to money in the bank. A miscalculation as Lashers focus on taking out words. MVP got caught and took the pin. Uh, we go to, We got to see... Kofi's own strength whilst also knowing that what happened tonight can't be the case at the pay-per-view when Kingston's one-on-one with the champion yeah what happened here can't happen that yes Kingston did that trouble he out out of nowhere in a a great reversal and yes he got the win one-on-one however Lashley was distracted taking out Woods this 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 scenario cannot happen at Money in the Bank and I like that he got the win he got momentum (laughs) But there's a caveat in terms of, you know, the pay-view itself. Like, the ending didn't involve the two of them. All great beats. <laughs> Nothing crazy or electrifying, but serving the purpose perfectly well. A nicely built little title match for our turn to fans. How lovely. And how lovely to end on a positive note. I've had my whinges. I've had my jokey whinges. Uh, I think I've, I've had my, more. I have tried to be a, my slightly more, I guess, grounded <laughs> take on everything I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for but it is midnight so and as I said physical labour I should have been in bed an hour ago anyway thank you for watching that's the end of the show as you can tell <laughs> this is one of those nights where oh I needed a, I needed an outro script for this night <laughs> Anyway, hope you enjoyed the review. Uh, what did you make of Monday Night Raw? What did you make of all the different segments I've talked about? Did you think that we were you down on them as much as I was? Uh, were we as down on Raw as I was this week? I thought we were back down into the, I guess, two. Because it wasn't, it wasn't massively damaging. But it was slightly damaging. And also added no beat or gave any reason for existing. So, two out of ten. For me to be lower than that, you've got to be actively harmful to maybe more than one thing. I <laughs> think when you're that low, this was just, it was a nothing show that's, that didn't really warrant its existence and then also uh, degraded a little bit, but nothing major. So I'm not going to complain that much. I'm ending on a happy note. I'm ending a happy chappy. Yeah, I need my energy for tomorrow, because tomorrow is when England play playing semi-finals of the Euros. <laughs> I need that energy. Oh. Oh, the tension. Oh, the tension. Anyway, I will be back next Tuesday for the Raw Review. And then I will be live at Money in the Bank as afterwards as well. Live with Aftershock. I've not been able to do... Uh, I won't be able to do um, Great American Bash this week. I've considered trying to like do a... like After both of them aired, tried to find a time to record. But I'm so incredibly busy. It's just not going to happen. Like, I don't have a time during this week where, in the like in the middle of the day, I can, like, find an hour to uh, find somebody, do a, a review. <laughs> it's just like, oh, uh, I'm way too busy. It's not going to happen. So, anyway, I'll be back next Tuesday for what I'll stick with the main roster stuff, excluding SmackDown. Vore <laughs> and Money in the Bank. That's what I'll be doing. Uh, also, Twi- I, I plugged the Twitch stuff at the end of this. But, again, you can follow me on Twitch at The Implications with 2S's. I'm currently busy. But I do have a schedule of which I'm failing to keep because of busy outside life things. Maybe I should change it whilst I'm busy. Uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at the Dam. Damn, also Wrestling Headlines itself, the site I'm doing this for. Uh, absolute headlines on Twitter, that's Wrestle with that an E, and investing Headlines on Facebook. I'm sure you're following it already. Anyway, with that, I bid you adieu. What was the crutch fight between Ripley and Flair? What was that? What was it? Oh, and how many other people I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> I've been making the exact issue I've been doing here. It's a, it's a tongue twister. It's a dangerous one for YouTube. <laughs> I've failed multiple times. Ah, crutch. I'm ending on that note. That's, that's, that's the theme, That's the thing for tonight. That's the theme for tonight. Carefully saying the word crutch. Crutch. <laughs> crutch. I'm going offline with this. Crutch. <laughs> Goodbye. Crutch. Ten. Crutch. Crutch.